everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today, I'm here with another amazing guest, and this is Prisley, and she's had several years of experience in the film and marketing field. A few years ago, she actually established a marketing business and currently working with Leadtail on a contractor basis, as well as with other companies uh, that are in Fortune 500 companies. Um, she is also starting to start life coaching and helping buddy, budding entrepreneurs. And today, when we're talking about entrepreneurship, it's a big topic I talk here on my podcast all the time. We're actually going to talk about mompreneurs. That's the term. So how working moms are their own entrepreneurs. They're running their business. Chris and I are doing just that. So we kind of want to talk about that stigma that's around it, as well as just kind of tips for if you maybe are a stay-at-home working mom, or you're just a working mom going out in the field. So before we get too far into the topic, because I'm super excited about it. It's a topic I love. Priscilla, is there anything I missed that you want to mention about yourselves that you want these listeners to know? No, not really. You got it right on the head. Thanks. Perfect. So let's dive into today's topic. So we just get an introduction about you, but can you tell us a little bit more about your work in marketing? Sure. So with marketing, I work with B2B companies. Um, Originally, I started with B2C companies. So from there, I kind of just moved on into startups. The startup world is just amazing seeing, you know, these concepts and people's ideas come into fruition and then building it up into these living, breathing, like, companies, enterprises, things like that. Like, just being able to see someone's dreams scale was just something that was intense for me. So, you know, I work on the executive front. I work with mostly um, the executives and building their social media channels, making sure that they're being represented in the right light and, you know, using the proper professional voice that they want because everybody sculpts things differently. You know, you and I want to show ourselves to the world as like, you know, we're like, yeah, we're professional, but maybe you're quirky and I'm cheeky. And, you know, like we want to bleed that into our voice as well, because we want to show that individualism. So essentially that's what I do um, in the higher end. And then from there, we just kind of bleed it down into the other channels with sales and marketing and such. So that seems like you do it all because I think what you're speaking to is that branding aspect is everyone has their own brand. Every company, every person has their own brand. Um, And I think I constantly talk about it with people is my brand is different from your brand. Your brand is different from my brand. But like, how do you want to come off? Because that that tone can't only just come off in your voice, but how does it come off in what you're displaying on social? And right now with social media being such a big thing, I think people fail to realize is the power of the work you're doing essentially, because someone can come up with an idea. I mean, we see it constantly. You know, I watched the show mm-hmm. Shark Tank. People come up with great ideas and you're sitting like, okay, this is a great idea. But if you don't have that marketing aspect behind it, that idea can like die at the door. 
because it's just an idea that you have, but you have to get it out there to the, the public. Um, so it's, it's, it's great that you're doing that. And, you know, kind of talking about your work, you know, you're, you're also a mom. So how is that affecting your day-to-day life? Like, you know, everyone talks about the changes. I talk about it mine constantly. I completely changed my job when I became a mother. Um, we're, you know, let's talk about, you know, how old's your child? You know, how do you work? What's your day-to-day process and some of the things that you see? All right. Well, get ready because <laughs> I've got myself a terrible two canon right so (laughs) she's just zipping around you know getting this god energy at ungodly hours and (laughs) you know um originally before I settled into the marketing aspect I had I was a film nomad so I I you know traveled the world and things like that and I helped you know I I worked at BBC um I worked at TV Africa. And and it was just, you know, this constant movement, this constant meeting new people. And when I decided to settle down and become a mom, I said, I want to be a stay at home mom. You know, I want to be there for everything. I don't want to miss a minute, but you know, I want a career. (laughs) I want to feel whole. I want that identity. I want that aspect of myself. So then, you know, I kind of moved into my minor which was marketing and seeing the way marketing was evolving and growing, it was intense, but I'll tell you now it being a stay at home mom, working at home, having this career, it's not sunshines and rainbows. It's, it's, it's pulling your toddler off the wall when they're drawing on crayons in the middle of a meeting. It's making sure you have a wireless headset <laughs> So you can run across the room in the middle of a meeting. It's, you know, being able to time their lunchtime, your lunchtime, breakfast, uh, meeting times, juggling clients. It's, it's intense. It's a big job. And, you know, moms don't, career moms who are stay at home don't get enough credit for it. It's, it's like, I don't want to say it's a thankless job, but it's more of an uh, an unseen uh, set of skills, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. And I I am with you on every part of that. I also have a terrible two going on to. I think I'm calling it troublesome threes because he's just not. They keep telling you, terrible. You get through the twos, you're good. That's not true. That's not- I call them three nagers. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to turn three, he's, but I, I've been doing the same thing. It's, I don't even have the wireless headset. I think it's just my, the company, the company I work for has just gotten used to, if right. you disappear, just keep going. I can still hear you because I'm still in the area. You just can't see me. I, I remember when we didn't have to be on video and I was so happy for it because you know, when my, my son was younger, I was still breastfeeding. So I'm like, I can still work and sit here and be on these meetings and we'll be fine. And then they were like, okay, we're going back on to have, have to be on meetings or you have to be on video. And I just remember as he got older, I was just like, listen, everybody, I'm just going to tell you now (laughs) things are going to happen. He's going to pop up because he thinks he needs to be in the meetings. There's just going to be these faces I'm making. You're going to see all of these things happening. And yeah, it's kind of very, very thankless as people just kind of think, well, 
you can do it. You're already at home. Well, yeah, I'm at home and I'm working. I still have to get things done just because I'm sitting in my home and maybe I didn't get up and have to do like my makeup today doesn't mean that I'm not at home still trying to do the same nine to five job that you all are doing in office. But now I just have a child running around after me. You know, sometimes I even think I'm like, maybe I could just go back in person. But, you know, I I love it as well. But I think that's kind of like what you and I are both talking about. There's these these stigmas behind moms, behind working moms, um, behind stay at home working moms. So whether you're going in the office or not going in the office, it's just kind of hard. It's like I kind of want to open up that topic and talk about like what stigmas do you believe are put on women about running businesses and being moms? Whether, like I said, again, they're going out, you know, putting their children in daycare in school and going back out into the office, or if they're at home, but they're still working, you know, what stigmas do you see being put on women and what are your thoughts behind them? Honestly, it's, it's a horrible double-edged sword, right? So if you're the working mom who's going into the office every day, putting your kids in daycare, you're not spending enough time with them. You're not raising your kids. You're not, you're not there for the special moments. You're not maternal enough. But then on the other end of the spectrum, right? If you're staying at home and you're still working and you have your own business, it's either that that one has a variety, right? So it's either, wow, you're so cute. You you think you're working from home or it's the, well, I don't understand. If you're home all day, why can't you do a load of laundry while you're working? So I'm, it, it just, it's, it blows my mind. The fact that if someone else were in our shoes, you know, mainly a man, it's, it, it would, they would get overwhelmed in the first 10 seconds. And we have this incredible resilience to it, you know? So like there's this TikTok that I happened to see uh, recently where the father and the mother switched roles. The father's now a stay-at-home dad and the mom is out breadwinning. And he made this whole series of TikToks where he's like, listen, I have a newfound respect <laughs> for the stay-at-home parent. He's like, these gremlins are no joke <laughs> because it's like, it's, it's like, you know, you're their go-to person. They, they get a boo-boo. You're the go-to. They are hungry. You're the go-to. They do this. They get in trouble. They tattletale. If there's more than one of them, you're the go-to person. And then it's like, how do you manage giving your energy? Because essentially that's what you're doing. You wake up with hundred percent and you got to give them 20 every four hours or so and it's and then where do we get that energy to be able to give that extra energy that 30 40 that we need for work you know plus the other household activities and things that we need to do like it's insane so it's like this stigma of the stay-at-home mom the working mom I feel like it needs to stop because single dads who do this are more in solidarity with us than dads that have never seen it. I feel like it's, it's, it's an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like I'm not going through that stress. So I don't understand how you can't juggle it. Right. It's insane. 
it, it's it, it really and I think even kind of what you were saying is like the men go out maybe they're the breadwinner people often forget the woman sitting at home also working and they're a stay-at-home working mom can be the breadwinner just because dad left the house and he went elsewhere doesn't mean that he's the financial breadwinner so now the woman right. who's now possibly making a higher salary is now working essentially two jobs being a mom is a job and it's it's a very thankless job you're paid in hugs and kisses and love which you know you can't put a price to that but it's still a job at the end of the day and then you know, if you are in a relationship where you're married or whoever your partner is, your partner comes home, you still have to be that partner. You have to take care of the house. So even then the whole, I think even what you were saying is why can't you put a load of laundry in? Okay. Well, my job isn't paying me to be at home doing laundry because if they heard I was, oh, well, you, you should have been working. You're on the clock. Like they're trusting you. There's that level of trust of you're working from home. You need to be working when we're expecting you to work. I think people often forget that is, just because we're at home working doesn't mean that we can just get up, do laundry, clean the house, go take the kid to the park. Like that's the other thing is you can't get up and take them to the park. You can't sit down and do all these educational things. You have <laughs> to like be working. You just happen to have to also be keeping uh, an eye on a child who may decide to climb on the table and jump off and just right. be part of what's going on. I think it's just there are these, a lot of stigmas is like, you kept saying it's thankless. It's just, yeah. we're yeah. not viewed as, you know, I always call women who do this superheroes work, whether you're working, yeah. in person, working at home, you know, women have to be superheroes when they become mom right. and they often just get criticized. And you're but just then it's like, why, why should we have to pin them as superheroes? Mm -hmm. Why can't that just be like a, wow, she's great at multitasking. Why do we have to be, you know what I mean? Like, that's another, it's it's kind of like a positive stigma where mm. it's like, wow, she's this superhero. She can do it all. But it's like, then we put other moms who have a harder time juggling, like down on another spectrum where it's like, such and such does this. Why can't you, you know? And then that brings us to the social media culture where it's like, we see these pictures of these moms in these beautiful kitchens and these pristine kids and you're sitting there like why doesn't my house look like that why can't I keep my things in order that way but in reality it's a corner it's a corner of their counter right <laughs> their kids for 10 seconds you know what I mean it's like we need to stop creating the stigma ourselves we're we're adding the kindling to the fire with these photos you know I I really do I love these moms on TikTok that are like this is my home and it looks like five tornadoes and a, a batch of cows like ran through it like she's like you know these this is what my kids are having for lunch Oreos and Cheetos <laughs> you know like it's that's the reality some days yeah. we are tired we are drained we are people you know and it's it's we need to be seen as such because mm -hmm. I feel like we take on all these roles and at the end of the day, who are we? Yeah. We're these roles, but who are we? Right. Right. You know, am I, am I mom? Am I the wife? Am I the breadwinner? You know? And then we forget, we start forgetting things of who we are. Like I've read 
blog post from when I was in high school the other day. And I was like, whoa, where is she? (laughs) You know? And it's like, I don't know. I feel like the older we get, the more responsibilities and stigmas are kind of thrown onto us, the more we lose ourselves in this spiral of, you know, superhero mom or not enough mom or a lazy mom. And, and it's not okay. It's, it's, we need that opportunity for self-care and also self and outer awareness from everyone else. So, yeah. Because you got to forget to go like do self-care or find yourself. You kind of just get trashed. I mean, I, I am someone, not only am I working another job, you know, also running my business, but I travel. Part of my business is traveling. And I've gotten like people who either say, oh my gosh, it's how do you still travel and have a child? You're doing amazing. Share with me how you're doing it. And then I get other people who are saying, how dare you get up and leave? And it's also that aspect of you left your, your child at home to be babysat by your husband. Let's let, I think that bothers me the most. (laughs) My husband is not babysitting my child. It is our child. He is being a parent. It is okay for dad to sit at home and it's not called watching the child. You mom left the house. That's normal. Dad leaves the house. Because when, when dad leaves the house, mom's not at home babysitting. Mom's at home being mom. So when dad or when mom leaves the house, dad's at home being dad. But I get like there's all these are these things like you're kind of saying is, you know, women should be able to go out. Mom should be able to go out to find themselves or do self-care. But there's just this bashing that comes with it of how dare you? How dare you do that? You decide to bring this child in the world. You need to give them your full attention. It takes two to tango. Yes, I, I may have carried the child for nine months. Moms, they carry, they carry the child. They push that child out into the world. But there's another person that took, in fact, into it. And it's kind of one of those things of also is you don't know their lifestyle. They have that constant thing of it takes a village to raise a child. You know, when I travel, yes, my husband's at home, yes, being a dad. But my mom's being a grandmother. My dad's being a grandfather my mother-in-law's being a grandmother, my sister's being an aunt, like there are people. And that right. takes a village to raise. I can't even say myself that I feel like I can look back in my life and go, I was only raised by my mom. Like no one, no one ever in, well, not no one. I can't say that to get back. There are people who have <laughs> right. said mom raised them. Yes. But there are so many influences in life that like, you just can't just go only one person ever in life ever influenced me. It takes a village. It literally takes a right. minute. So right. I feel like women definitely need to go find themselves. I tell people all the time, don't be afraid to do certain things. Don't let the people in your ear. I mean, I'm publicly doing it. I get up, I go travel. I travel with my son. Sometimes I don't, but I don't get to the place and go, I shouldn't have done this because I don't want to look back as well and tell, you know, my son, or if I, maybe I have a little girl of, well, when you have a child, you can't do nothing else there's you're that's the only thing you are it's your only definite um because I even say I used to be a former teacher and say I was still teaching I'm not only my son's mom but when you're a teacher there are a lot of roles you play and sometimes that is those over a hundred something students mom dad counselor friend just person that needs to give them a smack in the back of the head every once in a while 
Um, so it's just, it's just one of those things, but I don't want to digress far into that, but I know there are a lot of listeners. I have a lot of listeners who are mothers and I they, they constantly listen to toddler tips, um, trying to figure it out. But I think one of the biggest things I often get myself is what can I do to be working and be a mom? Like, how do we, we survive? Like what tips can they offer? Cause everyone needs help. Sometimes there's just easier ways to do things than others. Um, and I would love to hear from you to like, what things or what tips do you offer to help you get through the day? You're, you're juggling both. You know, sometimes they say they have those parent hacks or just, you know, obviously every child is different, but there are some things you're like, oh, I didn't think to do that. Or I didn't think to make it that easier or having that balance. I know that you talked about, you know, schedules, you know, I constantly talk about schedules, but what other things do you do throughout your day that have helped you kind of been able to juggle the nine to five job and having, having the little one at home? Well, I've got a couple of things and I called them my golden rules because essentially you you need to keep these as top priority. So one of my first ones is time protecting, right? If on Saturday you need 30 minutes to yourself, do not sacrifice that 30 minutes. Say, hey, you know, sit down with your husband, say, hey, 30 minutes, I don't care what time it is. It could be the crack of dawn. It could be the middle of midnight. I need these 30 minutes. Okay. And you protect those 30 minutes. Like your life depends on it because those 30 minutes you could. And I, and I tell people, I'm like, wear a face mask, do your nails, do give, get a back scratcher, scratch your back, (laughs) Um, stare at a wall. Right. I don't care what you do for those 30 minutes. Just Take those 30 minutes, and it can be an hour. It can be an hour or 30 minutes. Just take those 30 minutes and protect it and make sure it's for you in some way, shape, or form. Another rule I follow is when, especially the little ones, even teenagers are driving you up the wall because it happens. That's who they are, right? Their little minds are trying to wrap their themselves around the world and what it is in the first what one to four years and when they do something that really pisses you off just make a funny noise when you want to scream make a funny noise instead make a rat blow a raspberry real angrily blow a raspberry (laughs) or something make bubbles i don't care essentially it's gonna get them laughing and when you hear their laugh that's gonna that's it's gonna heal all that anger you have it's gonna heal that tension you have that stress and and you're gonna remember why you did this why you started why you went on this journey of being a mom right I do that all the time my my little I like to call her my headache my little headache she gets me mad I feel like it's 27 hours in a day right but I don't take it out on her instead I you know, make a funny noise and she laughs and then I laugh and then we laugh and we're in that moment, which comes to, you know, the third thing, the third thing for me is enjoy your children. Cause too many times we get angry about the little things. They make messes when they eat, they, you know, throw toys all over the place, like sit down and appreciate the fact that 
they're using toys they're being imaginative they're playing they're they're enjoying the things that you've gifted them right because eventually you're gonna sit down and you're gonna miss that you're gonna miss the messes you're gonna miss the little raspberries you're gonna miss the laughter you're gonna miss you know and you want to build that bond now because when they're older and you don't have that bond they're essentially you will be an empty nester you they 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 won't have anything to do with you you know they'll be like mom was always mad at me for these dumb little things but like think about it are you gonna be mad about the messes they made at their wedding (laughs) are you gonna sit there and think about that you're not you're gonna think about wow i remember your first steps i remember when you used a spoon for the first time so live in those moments, you know? And the fourth thing that's the most important thing is find your tribe, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, going back to it takes a village. It also takes a village. It takes a tribe for us to maintain who we are. You know, every year I go to this retreat in Atlanta and I see these women, same women every year, sometimes it's new faces and we welcome them with open arms. And, you know, it's, it's where I hang out with my tribe. I see these women, I hang out with them and we stay in contact throughout the year until it's time for this retreat again. And these are moms, grandmas, sisters, aunts, cousins, like, and it's just women and we're there, you know, just like in the red tent like you know (laughs) I I hate to reference the book but it's beautiful the way they're all together they spend that time together and they truly do live in that solidarity as women we're powerful beings we are you know like orcas man we we need to find our pods tribes are essential not just for raising children but for self-growth for ourselves Mm -hmm. so those are the four things that i definitely want to give i know they might not be the greatest hacks but it's definitely but something i want moms those things are they're deeper to heart i feel like some people always say you know make sure to feed your child this at this time and make them go to sleep well then it might work for that child so i feel the ones were like, you know, I can do this. I need this. This is something I can attain. Like what you've just said, you've provided. Those are a lot deeper than the simple try to wake them up at seven. So they take a nap. Like, okay, my child's not waking up at seven and I'd rather wake up at nine so I can get up. Right. Early, but you never know. Uh, but all, I, I kind of want to like end it on that. I feel like that was so powerful. Like those final anecdotes of just things to know what to do that, I want people to internalize. I want them to take them in and, and Mm -hmm. know that that's super important. And I feel like this conversation has been amazing. Um, But, and I thank you. I thank you for coming here and sharing all that, for having this conversation. It's been wonderful. I feel like anyone who's listening is going to just love hearing these things because it's just, it resonates so much. Um, But again, I thank you. And thank you to everyone who is tuned into this episode uh, please make sure to leave a review on the That Looks Life podcast because it helps me bring on amazing guests like Prisley. And I uh, catch you all in the next episode. And again, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I love it. <laughs>